You're tuned in to another episode of the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. For today, Wednesday, August 15th, I'm Donald Ware. Happy Hump Day getting through this week. It's the middle of the week. Two more days until the weekend. If you're putting that time in, I'm at work or on a job. I hope these HBCU Football Daily Podcasts have been enjoyable to you. Something to look forward to as we get you set for the HBCU football season. Of course, on yesterday, we had a chance to take a look at Albany State, the rival of Albany State. Uh, And matter of fact, Albany State and this team we're going to preview today, uh, probably the two best teams, two best programs in the SIAC over the last 20 years. Tuskegee, we're going to preview the Tuskegee Golden Tigers today who had a record last year of 9-2 and and did not make the playoffs with that 9-2 9-2 and two record. Um, on the weekend edition of From the Press Box to Press Row this past weekend, our countdown to kickoff began and caught up with the head football coach of Tuskegee, Willie Slater, in now his 13th season. And uh, Willie Slater uh, had a chance to talk with him about the upcoming season and a lot of things about last year and um, just with him as the head football coach, an unbelievable record of 110-29 as the head football coach of Tuskegee. And again, he joined us this past weekend on From the Press Box to Press Row. Um, just want to kind of get your thoughts on 2017, another SIAC championship for the Golden Tigers. Well, it was, uh, we had a good year. It, it wasn't a great year. You know, if we had won the national championship, it would have been great, but... Uh, we, did, we were able to run, win our conference. Uh, unfortunately, we weren't able to be in the playoffs, but uh, but it was a good year for our players and, and our coaches. I know it was last year, but it seems to me that a 9-2 and record is good enough to be able to make the national playoffs. You didn't make it. I would argue that you probably should have had a better chance to make it last year than you did at, in 2016. But, you know, your thoughts, I mean, this should have been a team that should have made the Division II national playoffs. Yeah, we kind of penalized ourselves, though, because we played uh, two 1AA schools, and uh, that doesn't count at all. So we were a team that was uh, at the end of the year that had eight Division II games where a lot of other schools had 10 or 11 Division II games. And uh, they go by strength of schedule and all of that stuff, and that's how they kind of booted us out of the playoffs. They kind of kind of fundamentals out. So we got to try to make sure we beat them at their own game from now on, though. You mentioned two FCS opponents, and, we'll, and also you're the AD also at Tuskegee, and we'll talk a little bit more about that. But is it... Is it the situation or a situation with trying to find a balance between playing a good schedule that would enable you to play in postseason and also getting those money games? Yeah, we, we're actually getting penalized for trying to make money, yeah. to be honest with you. Uh, but uh, at any rate, we still got to try to make money, and uh, we just do the best we can. As an administrator and the athletics director at Tuskegee more specifically, do you think there are some things that could be put in place, not just for Tuskegee, but all schools, so that, and even more specifically Division II schools, so that you're not penalized for trying to generate revenue? Yeah, I, I guess, uh, you know, we, we were fortunate in that we played two 1AA schools and we won. 
but uh, I'm, in the majority of the cases, though, uh, the teams that play those the one double A schools normally lose, <laughs> and uh, I guess they would they felt like they feel like that that would hurt them unnecessarily, you know, in the playoffs if you if you counted those schools. So they just made it so that they, you don't count the stats, you don't count anything that that has anything to do with those schools, and uh, that makes it makes it a little difficult. Willie Slater, the head football coach at Tuskegee in his 13th season, joining us here on From the Press Box to Press Row. It's our countdown to kickoff. And Coach Slater, how do you balance between being the director of athletics at Tuskegee and the head football coach? Well, this time of the year, it's, 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 I can't balance it. I can't balance the two. Uh, I'm, I'm the head football coach right now, and uh, that's what I'm going to be, uh, you know, I have a I have a great assistant though in, in Jasher Fox and uh, he he handles a lot of stuff for me that and that helps me to uh, be able to do what I've been able to do. Absolutely, let's talk some personnel and we'll start with offense. You got a couple of guys coming back: Jamarcus Azell at quarterback. You got Javarius Cheatham at wide receiver. Let's start with Jamarcus and some of the things that you've seen from him in terms of improvement during spring and now into fall camp? Well, I'm a firm believer that the third-year player is the best player. And uh, this is his third year, and uh, he's acting like, you know, third-year players know you, sis. They know what you do. You know, they know why you do it. Uh, it's just a matter of them. Uh, uh, it, it's a matter of me putting him in position to be successful. And uh, I think we know enough about him, and I think he understands the system enough that we can. I believe we're going to be able to put him in position to be successful. So I'm excited about it. Uh, he, he had a great spring. He's having a, uh, a really good preseason so far. Yeah, are there some things that you've seen uh, from him that he's, in fact, improved upon? Well, I mean, he came in here uh, from a school that didn't, that didn't throw the ball much. So he didn't really have good uh, fundamentals as far as footwork in the passing game. I think that's the area that he's improved in the most is his footwork in the passing game. Also, what does it mean to have a guy like a Javarius Cheatham uh, that he'll be able to throw the football to as one of the better receivers in all of the SIAC? Yeah, uh, Cheatham is is a really good uh, football player. Came from Greenville High School. uh, Has really good height. He's about 6'4". Uh, runs runs really well to be as tall as he is, and uh, has really good hands. So uh, he's going to be a nice target, and he has been a nice target ever since he's been here for him to throw to. You don't have to throw a perfect pass for him. Certainly, uh, Coach Slater, during your time at Tuskegee, um, I mean, your defensive defenses over the years have been really, really good, and last year uh, was no exception. Um, and you're an offensive guy. I mean, your your background is in offense. With that being said, though, um, can you speak to how good a guy or how much leadership a guy like uh, DeVaris Thomas, your linebacker, is going to take on? He's a preseason box to row All-American, particularly uh, with the fact that Osban Thompson, who was a two-time box to row All-America at linebacker, is no longer with you? Yeah, Um I mean, he's another one of those third-year players that we have that uh, that we're expecting a lot out of. Uh, but the key to all of it, though, is that, is that that front, 
that defensive front. They didn't get a whole lot of respect last year, but I still think they were one of the best in the country. And uh, I even think more now. So I'm excited about our defensive front, what they have to offer, which makes those linebackers, you know, most valuable players because they, they keep people off of them so they, they can go make plays. Yeah. Who are some of the other guys that you're expecting to step up for you defensively? Well, I mean, like I said, I, I like our defensive line. I like uh, Terrence Leatherwood at defensive end. Uh, I think he's one of the best in the country. Uh, 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 Devontae Ramsey uh, plays defensive line. Our nose guard, uh, I think he's one of the best in the country. Uh, and then we have some other guys that's that I can't, that I'm not going to talk about right now that I think is going to be able to help. So I'm excited about that group. And uh, I think they offer a lot to the team. How much fun are you having with coaching? I mentioned the fact that this is your 13th season, but if I look at the resume, I mean, I mentioned the record 110 and 29, but you've had some stops. You've been at, you know, the offensive coordinator at Temple and the offensive coordinator at Jacksonville State and had a lot of success as the offensive coordinator at North Alabama winning some national championships. Do you sort of have time to uh, sit back and reflect uh, on your career, the things you've been able to uh, accomplish? <laughs> it's hard to reflect right now with the added responsibility. Uh, this first year I had to make sure that the volleyball team had a place to stay. <laughs> you know, so there's a little added responsibility there that, that takes away some of the stuff that uh, that I'm accustomed to doing. I normally take, you know, when it, when it gets to uh, from the late June to the middle of July, you know, you try to try to uh, do some relaxing and stuff like that. I, but my whole summer was, was uh, scheduled for me this year. So, but I mean, it makes the time go by fast, I guess. But uh, I enjoy the fact that that we are having impact on young people's lives. So that's that's the main thing. But I want to also make, you know, my thing is to have better facilities than what we had when I got here. That's that's what I want. So ultimately, we're going to be working towards that more than anything to get touch speed. Absolutely. Last uh, two thoughts. Um, you uh, and Tuskegee, Donald Hill Ely, the head football coach at Alabama State, had a chance. It was a, a collaborative effort. And I'm not sure of the full details, but I, I believe a young man, a uh, student athlete of yours, uh, was injured. And Donald Hill Ely and uh, Alabama State uh, helped to raise some money for this young man. Can you speak to um, to that? And, and, and even though these two teams two schools or rivals being able to kind of put those uh that rivalry aside to help out a student athlete because i mean there, there are things obviously much bigger than football yeah i thought, I thought that was a great gesture on uh, coach easy's part uh i didn't i didn't really know it until i got there that uh he's kind of from that area and uh, he coached over up in that area he actually said that he remembered jabari jabari from uh a previous uh, from previous camps in high school, and uh, so he wanted to help, and uh, so they got together, him and his coaching staff, and they they gave him a donation. I thought that was an awesome thing. It's just wonderful. Yeah, I mean you can. I mean, I've been knowing Coach Ely a little while, and uh, he's he's you know he's he's a player guy. He's a player kind of guy. That's why he was able to take over that program, and they they I think they lost one game since he he's taken over the program. So yeah. Uh, it's pretty, 
pretty good gesture on his part. He's just a great person. Willie Slater, 13 seasons as the head football coach of Tuskegee. Tuskegee has been picked uh, to win it all. Um, you know, I, I have in the West, I have Tuskegee. In the East, I have Benedict. Or yes, Benedict. And that would be a great, great SIAC championship game if it, in fact, comes down to that. That's going to wrap it up for Tuskegee on this Wednesday. We're going to stick with the SIAC for the rest um, of the week, um, as a matter of fact. And uh, stay locked in to BoxerRow.com. BoxerRow.com got some good things upcoming uh, for you as we are now 11 days away or actually 10, excuse me, 10 days away from the start of the HBCU football season. I want you to have a wonderful day. One, two, oh, what shall I do? I'm slipping on my khakis. The blue one gun by my side as I mob through the beach on a mission and I'm fishing for my DJ Warren G. Now as I look for the book.